Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to the week 16 edition of the DraftKings. No, this is this is the what, what, what are we, Pierre? We are the DFS Dreamers. That's right, that's right. At the, on the Fantasy Impact Today Network, week 16 NFL action on the Millie Maker. That's what we're going to do today. We're going to do the Millie Maker. You want to do a Christmas Millie Maker, Pierre? Oh my goodness. Are you like, Bo, what's going on right now? What's happening? Uh, you get uh, into the eggnog? Did you get into the eggnog? <laughs> no, no, not at all. Uh, no, but we take an early look each week at the DraftKings main slate lineup, and we we just we just talk about it here. On, hopefully on Tuesday afternoons, uh, not regularly scheduled on well regularly scheduled on Tuesdays. Doesn't always happen on Tuesdays, but we were able to do it this Tuesday, Pierre, and it's mm-hmm. cool because it's our back to our regularly scheduled program. Yeah, we're we're back in the saddle um, right before the the holiday, and I'm sure things will will get a little hectic, you know, via the holiday. I'll be on location, but. We'll figure something out for, for next week. Um, as last week, we had a, a winner in our DFS Dreamer contest. That was uh, Wake Border, 1023. We had mentioned uh, Wake Border over there with Established a Run. A really tight battle, um, 161.62, um, edged out um, Sofisa, 1314, who had a 161.52. So Ooh. a tenth of a point there for Wake Border. Had Matthew Stafford, Christian McCaffrey, Zeke Elliott. Jaden Reed, Rashid Shaheed, Demario Douglas, Trey McBride, Kyron Williams, uh, Rams defense. So he did have that three. I don't know if you saw my my post after we recorded. I said that basically all builds were probably going to start with three three running backs. That was McCaffrey, Elliott, and Kyron Williams. And he had all three. I also had all three. I think a lot of people had all three. And the uh, success basically came from how you built around those three. Well, I think Trey McBride was a key part in that as well. Trey yeah. traded traded well. What what is what's his stat like? He's got the most air yards of any tight end in a rookie season, I believe. Is one of, or not rookie season, but year two, and it's just like that kind of projection catapults him into a stratosphere with the Gronkowskis, with, with you know, with the Travis Kelsey's. I don't know if Travis Kelsey uh, Gronkowski's anyway. Yeah. It's just an upper echelon kind of tight end. Projection well, I mean, Tyler's been he's been targeting him. He's 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 been his guy, uh, which many thought would be Hollywood Brown. But he's he's been going after Trey McBride. And even in a blowout with the 49ers, he had some tremendous catches in that game. And he, he still hasn't, you know, over 6K yet. So he's he's still pretty playable. Yeah. McBride's been. Yes, he is. he's been great. Oh, yes, he is. Playable. Which is crazy because Ertz was like the, the starter to begin the season. If a lot of people forget that Zach Ertz was tight in one. Technically, to start the season there. Yeah, surprised uh, Ertz isn't picked up anywhere. You know what I mean? I just, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Yeah, I don't know if it's teams or if he's just kind of waiting for the the right opportunity. Maybe come the yeah. postseason time. Maybe so. Uh, let's see here. Still no 10K players. Second year in a row, no 10K. I, do you think McCaffrey would have made 10K if he was on the slate? Maybe. I think Tyreek probably would have if he would have played last week. I think the fact that he. He missed that last game. That's kind of what hindered him because he was right on the cusp himself. Um, he was 9,800 against the Titans, um, but he didn't play last week. So I think I think Tyreek probably would have got there, um, potentially on McCaffrey as well, but who knows? Who knows? Okay, well, very good. We have uh, – what do we have? We have nine games, this slate right here, coming up 
This this is a Sunday slate. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to click. I'm like, okay, was it a Monday slate? Is it a Sunday slate? What is it? What is? It? And we got all kinds of uh, DraftKings contests going on. Not not ourselves personally, but there's a ton of them out there. You got yeah. Saturdays, you got Sunday. Now you're gonna have a Monday slate. You got tons of them, tons of them. So just get active, get involved. And if you have any questions, you can reach Pierre at Pee 31 over on Twitter. You can follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore, and you can ask me as well at Loafing It. I got to put out my cheat sheet, Pierre. I got my cheat sheet sitting right here in front of me, and there's some. <laughs> Great projections here for a couple of these teams. First one we're going to talk about though is Indianapolis at Atlanta. And I'll tell you what, Pierre, I'm 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 going back to the well. I'm going to go well, back yeah. to the well. Oh, I'm I'm going back to the well that seems to run dry. But every time it runs dry, it seems like Bijan gets the hands off and gets the <laughs> big time score. It's going to be back in the dome. You got Taylor Heineke starting now, I think, for the Atlanta Falcons. He but, is. Uh, but 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 uh, Bijan should grade out very very well. Atlanta running backs do anyway. Yeah, he he should. I, I like Bijan this week as well against my coach. Um, probably even a little bit more so um, now that it's Heineke and not Ritter, just because Ritter would, would sometimes you know vulture some of those touchdowns uh, down in the red zone himself. Um, I know I think today, like the the whole interview circulating, how like Arthur Smith was talking about how they're they're like dying to <laughs> to to write this ship and to get things correct. And folks are like, you'd rather die than give B. John and and and, <laughs> and Drake yeah. London and Pitts the the targets that they need to get. So uh, that's the running uh, joke today on the the Twitter slash X machine. But yeah, B. John's definitely in play. The the coats can give it up on the ground. Uh, Coach do have Grover Stewart back, um, really good D tackle um, in the middle with uh, DeForest Buckner. So, yes, caution there. But I mean, Heineke won a big game in Indy last year, so it's, it's possible that you know he'll get B. John going this week. Do I same. don't, I, I don't understand the you know the desperation. I get it from the Atlanta standpoint, but Ritter plays really well at home. And the yeah. last time he was at home, you had Drake London going really strong. Uh, yes, they lost that game, but I mean, they were just, they were right there at it. And I don't necessarily think that it was a, a Desmond Ritter issue for that game. Desmond Ritter played his heart out. I think it was more, it, it, man, it boils down to coaching. And I think that he's taking this and putting it on the quarterback's back. I, I, Desmond Ritter had a tough game against Carolina, who was a really stingy defense on the road in some bad weather that, that you can't. To me, you can't bench Desmond Ritter because of that. I, maybe there's other things with Taylor Heineke where he's a where he's a heartbeat of the team or something like that. But yeah. those those players loved loved it. Feels like to me, t- uh, uh, Ritter. Yeah, I mean, it seems that way too. And I mean, he's he's a gamer. Like even if he doesn't yeah. play well, he's he's given 110 percent effort. And as you mentioned, like he's played really well at home all year. They're they're right in the the playoff mix themselves, which is crazy to say given the the record, but. You look at that division, and the, the Saints, Falcons, and Buccaneers are kind of all right there um, fighting it out. So the fact that they would make this change is a quite the question mark, but it, it really shouldn't be at this point, given what we know of, of Arthur Smith and kind of how he's run that team so Heineke's, far this year. Heineke's not on our DFS map, though. I mean, he's he's at 5K almost, 4,800. He hasn't scored over 16 DraftKings points all year long. I don't think he's going to be able to do that against the Indianapolis Colts. With a, a ground and pound style, which they should take effect of, uh, at least Atlanta should. They should. I think. I mean, just his price is going to put him in play, but I don't think I'll I'll get there. Uh, I would probably prefer Ritter in this situation. Yeah, but oh, no, yeah. I, I won't play Heineke now. What about Minshew? Uh, Sixty. What is he? Fifty nine hundred here. He can get to that twenty, but I don't know that I want to necessarily trust him against Atlanta on the road. He can. Uh, 
you're kind of wondering what the running back situation is going to be. So mm-hmm. from what I've heard here in Indy, like I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be back in this game mm-hmm. um, from all I've gathered. Um, if that's the case, then I think they will, you know, rely on the run a little bit more. Uh, last week, I think they opened it up a bit because, you know, you had Moss get hurt early. Um, they were down 13-0, so they kind of went to the pass. And then once they got the lead, they just pounded the ball <laughs> basically the rest Did of the game uh, with wow. Sermon and, you know, with uh, Tyler Goodson. But would they have done that, you know, if they were trailing? Probably not. Um, so it's going to depend on the game script. But, yeah, I think Minshew's, you know, still in play because he's yeah. he's capable of throwing. I would watch the Michael, Michael Pittman news. Like, yes. If he clears, I'd be more confident with Minshew. If he doesn't clear, I'd probably not play Minshew at all. I can't put Granson in another lineup. I mean, I, he's always been my, like, bailout tight end. And usually yeah. the last couple of weeks, Indianapolis tight ends have been grading out really well. And Granson seems to get the most targets. But it's just, you know, it's a wild card there. And I don't necessarily want to play Pitts or Jondu either in this situation. Is there one or the other that you would like to play? I think it would be Pitts with Heineke in that situation. Um, Jondu's kind of more involved with Ritter's the quarterback. I, I think Heineke will try to get it to Pitts a little bit more. Um, in Indy, it's it's a it's a toss up. You really don't know. It could be Mo Alley Cox, it could be Granson, even Will Mallory, you know, has gotten involved. Ogletree's gotten involved. And uh Jelani Woods, who was kind of projected to be their tight end, hasn't played at all all season with his hamstring. So they technically got five tight ends on the roster. So I just I just avoid that situation no matter how cheap they are. If Pittman is out, uh, and Pittman is a must-play if he's in, right? You just oh, yeah. get peppered with all kinds of targets left and Absolutely. right, and, and Pittman, Pittman's uh, bulletproof in this, in this. But if he's out, is there a favorite one that we like? Downs doesn't seem to step up. Pierce mm-hmm. kind of steps up at times, but I, I don't know. If he's out, the the unique play and what we kind of saw in the Steelers game is actually a guy that caught up from the practice squad. Um, DJ Montgomery, I think, is in play if, if Pittman misses. Uh, he's 3,300. Uh, they also suspended Isaiah McKenzie. Uh, sounds like they had a, a fight uh, between McKenzie and cornerback um, Tony Brown. So they're, they're down a receiver either ways with McKenzie, who was inactive um, in that Steelers game. But if Pittman also misses, then, yeah, I believe DJ Montgomery will be on the field. He actually outsnapped um, Downs as well, uh, just because Downs is more of a, a slot receiver. You're going to have Alec Pierce on the outside, who's more your deep threat. And I think they'll probably use DJ Montgomery to, to be more of the underneath type. So if, if again, if Pittman's out, I think DJ Montgomery's the biggest beneficiary and only 3,300. I was so excited to see another 30-point Drake London game. I really was at home. <laughs> I, I really I thought it was going to be this game possibly where it could happen again because they yeah. just they're just they just it, it may be a little bit of a shootout thing, but that's not going to happen at 5,100. Do you want any part of Drake London with Heineke as a quarterback? Yeah, I mean he's still. He's still he's still in play just because okay. the coach secondaries young uh, outside of Kenny Moore. I mean, they did get Juju Brents back, but I mean, we, we can see them get taken advantage of some, especially away from home. So, yeah, I can see, you know, Heineke. He targeted McLaurin when he was in Washington, uh, beat the coats, you know, with McLaurin uh, last year. So he could be the same situation where he just targets London, his top guy. And that's how he finds success. So, yeah, I think London's still in play. That game total, by the way, was 44 and a half, and Indianapolis is favored on the road by two. At least that's what it was yesterday. I don't think it's changed. Yeah, I don't know. Yep, yeah, yeah, still the same. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I know, on the road, that's crazy. Green Bay at Carolina. 
Uh, this game total is 36. Green Bay is favored by four and a half. I don't understand why they're favored by four and a half. I mean, Green Bay's going up against an Alabama quarterback that just won his first game in the NFL. This seems like a terrible decision by Vegas right here, Pierre. Green Bay looks like they're washed up. It looks like they hit possibly back their way into a playoff match, which I don't think that they're going to be able to do. Because if any team's coming on strong right now, it's the Chicago Bears, who have ton of, tons of momentum. Green Bay is on the road, Pierre. And I think you have to agree with me that Green Bay just doesn't look that good. They haven't the last couple of weeks, but, I mean, they're they're playing Carolina. Let's not act like Carolina was just, you know, running up and down the field. They were in like a hurricane-type weather and they won by three field goals, <laughs> nine to six over the Falcons. Uh, so I do think this is a, a bounce back spot for the the Packers. Um, they could also be getting Christian Watson back, which could potentially help if he gets back um, and if he's healthy. But um, they're still in the mix at six and eight. Um, I don't think your Bears are in the mix anymore. I think they've been eliminated. But, I mean, they, they have looked better than the Packers these last couple weeks. Uh, this is one of those get right spots, I think, for for the Packers. That's not what you texted me earlier today, Pierre. I don't know why you're saying this. Is it because you, you're going to be in the car listening to this with your wife, who's a Green Bay Packer fan? Is that what you? No, look, I, I was just trying to get you in trouble. I was trying. I was trying to get you in trouble. That's all I was trying to do. You can't get me in trouble. I get myself in trouble. You should know that. I was trying to get. I was trying to get your wife all fired up in the car while she's going down there, just looking at you, getting all mad. We're 100 listening to this too. I guarantee it on the way down. So I see what you're trying to do. Green Green Bay looks like they're in a great spot to be able to win this game here. Uh, Bryce Young grades out pretty well for me. 23 points per game. The Green Bay Packers have been giving up the last couple of weeks, but we can't play him against Green Bay. Can we? No, no, no Bryce Young. No, I I, I played him once and he was awful and that that was enough for me. (laughs) I'm never I'm never playing Bryce Young again this season. Um, we'll see what happens with the coaching changes, but if he gets more weapons, but no, I'm not playing Bryce. Yet. Jordan Love is out of the picture for me too against Carolina. Just a tough defense, uh, possibly there, and I just, I they they just don't stop. They just don't stop. What about anybody else though in this game? I, I got a Tyler Craft, Croft, Craft. They grades Kraft. out pretty well. Yeah, Tyler Crafts looked pretty solid. He's taking over all the the tight end duties with Musgrave on the IR. Um, he jumped up about seven hundred dollars to thirty seven hundred, but he's still in play. Um, Aaron Jones, I think, is in play this week. Uh, pay attention to see what happens with A.J. Dillon. Um, he broke his thumb, so he may be out again. And if so, uh, Aaron Jones down at, at 6,400 against, you know, the Panthers who are 29th uh, against the run. Um, so you could definitely get Aaron Jones in the mix. And then depending on the receiving situation, um, Jaden Reed's still really solid. Um, he's probably their, tie, their top receiver if right. Watson's out. Um, I think you can go to Jaden Reed. If Christian Watson's in, I don't mind taking a shot at Christian Watson uh, for 4,700. He really started to come into his own uh, before he hurt his hamstring. He put up 20-plus uh, two straight games against the Lions and the Chiefs. He both have pretty solid defenses, um, similar to like Carolina. So, yeah, if he's back and healthy, I, I do think Christian Watson at 4,700 is also in play. If both of those guys are out, which is a good possibility going into Sunday, They're both questions. I, yeah. I want to play a Dontavian Wicks. Did I say yes. that first name yeah, right? I mean, forty three hundred dollars. He got fifteen DraftKings points last week, almost sixteen, seven targets to go along with that. But but here's the thing: he has consistent targets week in and week out, and it bumped up a little bit last week just because of some of those injuries, I believe. And I think he surpassed Romeo Dobbs as far as the depth chart and preferred option. Yeah, I, I like I like Wicks too. Um, he's looked really good. I hate his price came up a little bit, um, but yeah, we we watch the Packers every week, and he seems to be that that third receiver. 
kind of going into the second receiver over Romeo these last couple weeks. Uh, but again, I think Christian Watson is kind of the key to whether you can play him or not. If I have the money available, of course I want to play the Packers defense at 3,900. They don't necessarily boom off the page, but anybody going against that Carolina Panthers offense has got to be booming. On the Carolina side, I do have wide receivers grading out pretty well, and uh, 46 points per game is what the Green Bay Packers have been giving up. So that seems like an Adam Thielen possible game. He just hasn't been able to kind of pay off that price point, Pierre. No, I <laughs> Thielen. It's hard to play any pass catchers. Even like Thielen gets targets, Mingo gets targets. Uh, I think I even took a shot at Trimble last week just because he was minimum salary at 2500 But it's just so difficult. I, I probably avoid it. And if I'm going to okay. play a Panther, I think it's going to be the running back. Chuba. Um, Chuba, yeah. Chuba Hubbard, 5700 He's getting a ton of touches. Yeah. Like Miles Sanders has pretty much gotten phased out. We've seen the Packers struggle against the run themselves. Uh, week over week, but at 5,700, looking at what 24, 25 plus targets and 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 rushing attempts over the last three weeks. Yeah, I, I would go Chuba if you're going to play anyone on the Panther. He just doesn't give you that 30 point banger, you know. He I mean, doesn't, I, but he's I, getting I, the I, opportunities I, to yeah. do so is okay. the whole thing. And and at 5,700, you don't you don't need 30. You need like 18 to 20. So I need a 30 point banger, Pierre. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm always looking for. Is the 30. You do. That's what you want. That's your upside. You're right. Cleveland at Houston, 42 and a half point total. Houston coming off that big victory are favored by two and a half points at home because it just one word. Flacco. That's the only reason why they're not favored by more. I told you it wasn't going to be a Flacco week last week, and he almost, he almost. It wasn't a made, Flacco week last week? He, he almost made me pay for that, didn't he? I mean, I don't know. 23 20 draft score. points. Yeah. 23 DraftKings points. It's kind of disappointing. It's disappointing. He was 5,500. That's over four times the salary. That's what I don't you know. get for I taking a, a backseat to your guy elite. That's what you get. I don't know how he got there though. Every time I was I was getting an update, it was because he was throwing an interception. He had three interceptions, two touchdowns, but he threw for three hundred and seventy-four yards. What yeah. is Joe Flacco doing? Throw for three off the couch, Pierre. Uh, off the couch. He wasn't he wasn't even in the league three weeks ago, and he threw for three hundred and seventy-four yards. This guy has uh, passed attempts were forty-four, forty-five, and forty-four last week. That is an incredible amount of pass attempts. Who are they? Who are they playing? They're playing Houston. Oh, yeah. my Bears. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you oh, yeah. weren't one against your team, and he made you pay for it. He made you pay. He made you suffer. He is still elite, and that's what you get for for not being on him last week. Okay. Well, all right. So I I ate it last week, but I still don't know how he got there throwing three interceptions. I don't. Yeah. Know. <laughs> the yardage that was that was crazy. Like, they no, it was. <clears throat> uh, C.J. Stroud. I hope he's back this week. I love the Houston Texans. I started yeah. rooting for him really strong. And and D'Amico Ryan's, you know, old Alabama guy and everything like that. So it's hard for me not to pull for uh, D'Amico Ryan's led Houston Texans team, even when they were playing against the Tennessee Titans last week. I was I was rooting for the <laughs> the Texans. Man, <laughs> if they get C.J. Stroud back, it looks. Like like they're just going to be a dangerous, a dangerous team in the playoffs. I think. Yeah, they're they're right in the mix. I think they're just on the outside looking in. But you know, Keenum showed up, did just enough to win that game. Um, I, I think Stroud will be clear. It'll be tough against the the Browns defense. But I mean, we saw Fields have a decent day mm-hmm. um, against the Browns, and that was on the road. So yeah, I think Stroud. I don't think I'll play him. Um, he's still up. You know, around 7K coming off the concussion. We'll have to see who he gets back from his weapons standpoint because we know Tank Dell's out. 
Is Nico Collins going to be able to play? If not, you know, you're down to, you know, Noah Brown, Robert Woods, Mechie, uh, even Xavier Hutchinson. I know Noah Brown was kind of the one that boomed last week. That probably be the one you, you tend to, but it gets a little tougher for CJ when he doesn't have his, his pass catcher. So watch the Nico Collins news there as well. Yeah, and uh, he could he could match up with Ferguson though. Ferguson's given us twenty three. Well, Cleveland's given up twenty three DraftKings points to tight ends over the last couple of weeks, so that might be a a venue for him to be able to travel down. Uh, Joe Flacco though this week, are we playing him? I mean, we can't. Do we 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 aren't going to doubt him anymore, right? I mean, fifty five hundred is his salary's come up eight hundred dollars since last week, but he's still pay, he's just paid that off each week. It feels like. Yeah, I, you still gotta you gotta play him. I mean, Joe Flacco's elite. We talked about it. Yeah, again, like you said, off the couch, off the street, whatever you want to say, 20-plus, you know, two weeks in a row against the Bears, against the Jags. Not the defense, I don't feel, that the, the Texans are, but even the Texans have given it up through the air some. Um, but he he loves Njoku. Like, he's really been targeting Njoku yeah. the last couple weeks. Uh, so I think that would be a, a tight end that you could pair him up with if you do go Flacco. Um, Amari Cooper's obviously the other one, Elijah Moore. So there's there's folks you can play easy bring back in Noah Brown if Nico Collins is missed. So, yeah, I, I don't mind. I don't mind Flacco still. Um, I'm glad these two teams play each other because they're they're both in the, the hunt with my coats. Um, and one of them has to lose. Uh, so it, it kind of helps me out uh, that one of them has to lose. But hopefully it's going to be a, a good game. It uh they they've they've Cleveland's bailed out on the run. They just they they've they've stopped trying to run the ball. They, they only yeah. got 15 run, running attempts last week, and they just put the ball in Flacco's hands and tell him to go win the game. Essentially, from the first quarter on, is what it feels like. So I think that volume is going to be there again on the road in a dome with a Houston Texans team that can score a lot of points. So this might be one of those places where we can run it back a little bit. And I would love to be able to run it back with one of those Noah Browns or something at 5,200. I, I even, I, I wouldn't mind the double tight end stack here. Uh, Schultz, I, I said Ferguson, uh, you know, you know where I was going, you know, you got the Dallas whole connection going, but Schultz, <laughs> Schultz and Njoku right there to me is, is a great double stack for a tight end. Oh, absolutely. Um, both in play, um, especially if Colin Smith is on the Texan side. So, I mean, indoors, you want that this time of year as well, so no weather elements. It could be a fun, again, fun game. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. A high-scoring affair, Detroit at Minneapolis, 47-point total in this one. Detroit is favored by three points on the road, which seems strange because we all know the troubles that Detroit has had on the road, especially a Jared Goff, and it goes along with others. And and Pierre, Minnesota, say what you will, but they – you know, they're coming out firing. They're they're not laying down. They're they're trying their hardest. So I don't still know if they have the talent <laughs> to be able to beat the Detroit Lions. Yeah, it's it's tough. They did get Justin Jefferson back. Um, so that should help. Uh they're at home. They're gonna roll out with Nick Mullins again. Mm-hmm. I don't mind Mullins. Uh fifty three hundred right now. Um he's grading out pretty well this week. Um I think the best points per dollar quarterback right now. Uh we'll see if that holds up. But again, given his price given the fact that he's throwing to, you know, talent. He's got Jefferson. He's got Hawkinson. Uh, him and Jordan Addison connected really well uh, when it came to that that what, Saturday game against the, the Bengals. So I don't I don't mind Nick Mullins here. Second highest total, I believe, on the, the slate this week as well. So keep that in mind. Detroit, you know, even though they're playing better, they don't play as well um, on the road. Yes, this is still a dome game. Um, so that should help. But Detroit plays at a fast pace, so it should be more possessions for the Vikings. Um, I don't mind the running back and Chandler. If Madison misses, he looked really well. So, yeah, I think I think Minnesota's in play here. I do, too. And I, that's scary to say because it <laughs> right? seems like an obvious play spot for Minnesota in my eyes uh, because 
it's you know when it when it seems very obvious it's like okay i shouldn't do that like a derrick henry last week you know derrick henry that gets the texans at home <laughs> get 20 carries and a negative yardage you know that was All terrible right. i mean so it's just one of the things so i'm 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 kind of trying to lean over here on the Detroit side a little bit more. I guess it's going to come down to roster ship for me, whether or not I want to play any of these Detroit Lions. But but Gibbs, this is Gibbs' backfield now, right? It seems like it. I mean, Montgomery's still getting a really good share of snaps, but his his issues, he's no longer getting the goal line work down inside the five, which he was getting earlier in the season. And so when he's not getting that, and you have Gibbs, who who obviously is the better one to, to kind of break free, um, from outside the 20, um, I, I do think it's it's Gibbs. He's uh, the more electric running back. And if he's also getting the goal line work now, then, yeah, there's no point in playing Montgomery, even though he technically outsnapped Gibbs last week um, by two snaps. He, he he had 34 to Gibbs is 32. So <laughs> just yeah. can't tell because the explosiveness. Yeah, and, and, you know, some of that has to do with blocking and stuff, too, where he's in there in a passing situation just to be yeah, in there and blocking. And so it may not be a usage thing. Who would you rather play, Amon Ra? Uh, double J or J A? Uh, I think it's still Jefferson at eighty one hundred. Uh, yeah, I, I like him on Raw. I mean, he's been really good. He's eighty two hundred though, so he's a hundred dollars more. Um, he's he's averaging about five more points at home at home though. Um, so this is the way, and you got Jefferson coming off of his actual full game for the first time because he got hurt. He got hit in the chest that that first game back, right, so he right. finally got full run. And even though Addison, you know, you're saving 2K, like his his one of his touchdowns is like busted, busted coverage, right. where he just kind of got behind, and that was where a big portion of his points came from. But um, yeah, I'm just gonna go with Justin Jefferson. I feel like he's the most talented out of the three. Okay, and ten targets last week. Addison did have six, but he had also six catches on those six targets. So yeah, you, know, you just look at the, the the volume there a little bit more. All right, uh, anything else in this game? Either tight end, you want to play either one. Laporta's been firing it up, and of course, TJ is TJ. Yeah, I like them both. Laporta's getting up there. He's at, at sixty four hundred. Um, he got in the end zone three times. Uh, but he's also one at home. Uh, the average is more, which makes yep. sense because this golf does better, you know, at home as well. But he's averaging eighteen at home compared to 11.7 away. So I would probably lean Hawkinson. Uh, you're saving salary, and he's, you know, got a little revenge. Detroit's the team that traded him, so I, I always keep that in mind as well. So 5,800 for Hawkinson. He's still got seven targets uh, last week. If he gets in the end zone, he's right up there in that 18-point range. So I would lean Hawkinson here. Yeah, it feels like I'm chasing points whenever I'm going after a guy who just scored three touchdowns. Because you, <laughs> right. you, you know, if you get three touchdowns, when's your next one coming? Right? Is yeah. it going to be the next week? Which it could with Laporta, but like you said, he is a home away split guy. Totally, totally, yeah. and he's away this time. Uh, that's <laughs> Washington at New York Jets. Thirty-eight point total for this one. The Jets are favored by three at home. It's not an Aaron Rodgers week, although this would have been a great week for him to come out here. Right. Is it a Jacoby Brissett week at 4,900? I had Sam Howell everywhere, everywhere last <laughs> week, and I knew they had a great matchup against the Rams, and, and he, Sam Howell failed me, and Jacoby Brissett was successful. That was crazy. Jacoby's always been a, just a professional as a backup, so it was good to see him have success. But, yeah. I mean, Rivera came out after the game. He said Howell's still the, the starting quarterback. He just he didn't have it. Um, going into the end of this this season, like they're they're done. So I think they're more just gonna see, get him more reps and see if he can, you know, ultimately be the guy for my guess is the next coaching staff because I don't I don't see the new ownership holding on to 
uh, Rivera. So I have to wipe out the whole coaching staff. I think so. I, I, I just don't. If you were an owner and you're coming into that situation, what would you what would you do? I think you want your own your own guy. Like you're you're I trying agree, to go ahead. Well, I know. I was just gonna say, wouldn't he want the offensive coordinator to stay there? I mean, he's a Kansas City Chief guy. Potentially, but I mean, who's to say that you know someone won't try to pull him away, or who's to say that he's happy even with what the enemy's done? Um, you just don't know. And again, with new ownership. A lot of times they just want to get in their people. And when that comes to an offensive coordinator, you got to have a head coach that wants to keep him. And that's never the case just because there's been rumors around the enemy and just his style and just kind of how his personality, you know, fits or doesn't fit, even with Andy Reid when he was in Kansas City. So who's to say whoever that head coach is going to be is going to want to put up uh, with someone that that maybe has the the boisterous personality uh, that the enemy has, will they make him head coach? Probably not. I mean, it's hard to do so when you're not having success, even with him as the offensive coordinator this year. Oh, Eric, the enemy, let me tell you, just go on down to Hallis Hall for me. Okay, just go down to Hallis Hall. Our offensive coordinator <laughs> is is gone, if not on the hot seat. I can't remember if they got rid of him or not, but I know he's just about gone. And uh, it, it just, that, oh, come on, Peter. He's going to get opportunities. I think. He's had the the Washington offense has been good in spots. He got interviews last year as a head coach. He could get interviews again. I just don't know if again they've done enough to where teams are going to be chasing after him, especially okay. over guys like Ben Johnson, for example, in Detroit that we just talked about. Uh, their yeah. offense, their team. So you're right. That is a good one. Uh, New York Jets kind of look grading out very well against the Washington yeah. football team. Uh, but can, we can't trust Trevor Simeon, he, but he, he's 4,700 Pierre. You know how I like those guys. Yeah. I think, I mean, Simeon has always been serviceable, like whether it be in Denver, I think he had a couple games with the saints last year where he, he just came in and played well. Um, what's to stop that from happening against the commander's defense who just stink. Like they're so bad against the pass. Um, and it's such a cheap stack, $4,700 and then a $5,800. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they're they're in play uh, at home. And, again, he's trying to play for something himself. Like, Simeon's hoping to, to play for a backup role or just to stay in the league. So, if Zach Wilson doesn't get cleared, then, yeah, I, I fully expect Simeon to, to come out and, and do his best to play well. And in order to do that, he's going to target his number one guy. And who do you run it back with, though, if you do something like that? Are you going to run it back with a McLaurin, a Samuel, or a Dotson? Because Brissett came in there and said, hey, these guys can all play. It's just the quarterback that can't. I mean, he was he was firing it to all these guys. Everybody was scoring touchdowns. It was late in the game and everything. I understand that. But I, I don't know that I trust anybody to run it back with. It's tough. Um, you know, McLaurin has the talent. Um, I think I would just save and, and go Samuel, um, especially if it's how, which it should be. Uh, Hal seems to have a connection with, with Curtis Samuel, so I would go the the forty eight hundred Samuel even against the the Jets. You saw that they can they can kind of be picked on a little bit against Miami. You know, Waddle was basically the only receiver there, and he he still torched them even without Tyreek Hill last week. There's a name that I want to warn people about, and I say warn. It's I, it's C. Rodriguez Jr. Okay, and and he's for Washington. He's getting a lot of the carries. Uh, Gibson's not there. If Brian Robinson Jr. doesn't play, which I don't know why they would, but if he doesn't play, yeah. people may want to say, oh, forty five hundred dollars Rodriguez. You know, I could try to go that way. 
no volume in the passing game whatsoever. So it's just somebody that I'd want to stay away from. I looked into that a little bit last week, and it, it's just no go, no go. But I'll tell you who is a possible go, Brees Hall. And I know I said his yeah. name last week. Brees Hall, though, this week grades out very well for me. Uh, you got the Washington football team giving up 25 DraftKings points the last couple of weeks, two running backs. So it just looks like a smash spot for him. Maybe you can find the end zone again, especially with a Trevor Simeon back there. Maybe they will lean on the running game just a little bit more. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you can't expect them to, to be in the same game script as they were against Miami where they were just trailing pretty much that whole game. Um, I think they can probably compete. Uh, here with the Commanders, so that that will put Brees Hall in play. Really good price, sixty one hundred. We know he can catch the ball as well if they you know give it give him some dump off. So I, I don't mind Brees at all. It's scary to like the Jets offense, yeah. um, but against the Commanders, it's hard not to. But yeah, it, it's still it's going to be hard to still click those names, which may help those guys to go a little bit under owned. Man, if if if, if Garrett Wilson is under eight percent owned, he's all mine, all mine, all <laughs> mine. I'm telling you, uh, Seattle versus Tennessee, forty-two and a half point total. Seattle is favored by two and a half points. Short week for them because they played just last night. Yeah, is it is it going to be Drew Locke or is it going to be uh, Gino this week? I think it'll be Gino. Um, I know Drew Locke, great feel good story, nice comeback drive against the Eagles, but Gino was like very close. Uh, from all I gathered, the plane in that Eagles game, and so I think they'll they'll run him back out here. They're right back in the the hunt themselves for the playoffs. So I do think they'll they'll go back to Geno. He may have a short lease if he doesn't play well, given how how Drew Lock kind of pulled through. But I do think it'll be Geno Smith this week. Ryan Tannehill's at 5K. He's going to be starting maybe for Will Levis. I'm sure it will be. I'm just afraid Malik Willis is going to get a little bit involved too, Pierre. I think Levis could potentially play, depending on how bad his his ankle. Like uh-huh. it sounds like it's an ankle. If if it's not too bad, he'll he'll play. He's the he's the future. They want to get him as many reps as possible. So I would I would watch for that. If he doesn't, I think they'll go ahead and go with Tannehill. I don't think they'll go Malik Willis. Um just to to kind of let Tannehill get some reps in before the actual end of the season. Well they're clearly gonna part ways. So it could just be a a last hoorah for him, Derrick Henry, you know, those type of situations where you just let them get some some reps on tape and hope that they can, you know, bring some success to your team, but also uh, potentially gauge some some interest for themselves in free agency. Yeah, uh, we can't play Derrick Henry. Uh, the, the gas is just about out of the tank, right? That's what it feels like. But I, I wouldn't mind a Kenneth Walker at 6,200. He's got that boom potential. I'm not mm-hmm. sure what the Titans have left to play for at this point. Uh, other than pride, and I'm not sure that uh, you know that pride hasn't left the building as well. Yeah, it's tough when you got teams that really aren't playing for much. But I mean, pride goes a long way uh, when it comes to testosterone in the NFL. So uh, especially we don't know like who's all in like contracts. Like we we know it from like an offensive standpoint, but which of these defenders are like on contracts? Maybe they have incentives in their contracts to you know get sacks or get stops. Like they still play for money. Um, so you just got to keep that in mind and they ultimately have a really good run defense. So that would, that would worry me a little bit there. So here's what I am concerned with looking at the end of this year. We saw it, we saw it happen with the Raiders. We saw it happen with the chargers that these teams have kind of like this unspoken rule that they're not going to go out there and play and they're going to get the coach fired. And, and, Look, Vrabel, I understand who Vrabel is, and Vrabel is a fantastic coach. He was kind of one of those guys that beat the system and cheated the system, it seemed like, all the way, all the way along the way as far as bending rules goes and stuff like that. Yeah. 
but I don't know how you get him out of Tennessee unless the players quit on him. And I don't know that these if these players are going to play for him or if they're going to quit on him. But man, it just even like the offensive line just looks like they're not doing anything for that kind of pride motivation. Maybe I just I don't see like Frabel going anywhere. And from all I understand, like he's he's a pretty good coach. Um, I think he's taken some teams that really haven't been that good there in Tennessee and have made them playoff contenders. Um, you look at some of the behind the scenes stuff with like, I think like Ben Jones, one of the linemen and he's, he's always been a, a player mm-hmm. type of coach. He's been a player himself. So I think he can relate to them. And with that being the case, I think that he can still motivate them. Um, it's my thought process itself. It's not like they've, they've stunk for, for years. Like this is really their first bat season in many years, it didn't go their way, but I can I can see guys still trying to rally around him. I don't, I don't see him going anywhere. I think he'll be back, and they'll probably just start the, the rebuilding process a little bit um, to try to get younger. If you go back and look at the Tennessee Titans uh, record, you'll be like, okay, they've been rebuilding for a little bit now, it feels like. Uh, Atlanta, Atlanta, the Jets, those kind of guys concern me too with, with something like this. Uh, wide receivers, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Jackson Smith and Jigba at 4,500. He might be finding his stride, Pierre. He might be. I think you, you want him to have Drew Locke personally. I think there's more of a connection with him and, and Drew Locke um, than it is with him and, and Geno Smith. Um, so that's that's something to monitor. If if Gino plays, I probably probably wouldn't put in Jackson Smith and Jigba. I'd probably go towards the, the main two of with Locke and Metcalf. If it's Locke, then yeah, I think he can go with, with JSN. Yeah, DK with uh Gino in there the last three games that he was in there to that they were playing together. Uh, DK had eight, nine, nine targets. So that's mm-hmm. something to uh, monitor for sure. Hopkins is out of play. It, I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think about Hopkins? I know he he burned me last week. That's what I think. He got like one catch for four yards. I think it was, and he had like a forty-one that was like reversed, and oh, that was so frustrating. So I don't know. They were targeting like Traylon Burks, who hadn't done anything all year. So if that continues, he's in play thirty-one hundred uh, for for Traylon Burks, who many were drafting pretty pretty high. If we're being honest, when it came to a lot of the the redraft leagues and things along those lines, like a lot of folks were high on Traylon Burks. We know the Seahawks, you know, struggle against the pass. They give it up through the air. Couldn't tell what Jalen Hurts, but, you know, overall, <laughs> they're 26th on the season. Uh, so Traylon Burks at pretty much minimum salary at 3,100 coming off of, you know, three for 62. He continues to get deep shots. He's in play, but I mean, Hawkins is in play. It's just. How, he's not, he can't be he can't be motivated himself when it comes to vets i kind of worry about them and when the, the playoffs are no longer on the line because you're not going to be you know putting your body on the line across the field when you're not playing for anything so i would i would probably lean towards a burks over a hopkins here and you're yeah. saving like three thousand dollars no uh, there was a play like that exactly last week that that came to my mind before you even said that about hopkins whenever i was talking about it i was going to illustrate the the play where he just uh, going across the middle he said nah i'm all right <laughs> he said, i'm all right uh the seahawks defense is something i love 3200 not really high I, the, the titans the titans let the air out of my football bag this week <laughs> yeah that's true right, the titans defense could be in play too i mean Drew Locke and Gino have been known to to make mistakes, and you're looking at 2,600, so they're still in play, but yeah, I agree with the Seahawks defense also. 
I'm, I'm telling you, I watched this Titans team last week, and they were they were already done. They were already <laughs> done for here. So I don't. I wouldn't put any Check eggs that. in any Titans bag. Uh, Jacksonville at Tampa Bay, 43-point total for this one. I didn't have a favorite. It looked like a pick game. I, I didn't have anybody. It's got to be Tampa Bay at home, though, favored by what, two or three? By one right now. Okay. Um, 43 over under, Tampa by one. Okay, very good. And you got Baker Makefield cooking, or you have a Trevor Lawrence, who I believe will clear concussion protocol from what I've heard. It wasn't really yeah. a tremendous concussion protocol. Uh, so tre- Trevor Lawrence at 6,600 or Baker Mayfield at 6K. It's got to be Baker at this point, Pierre. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, you will not do it. You won't do um, it. I won't. I, maybe it's just a bias that I need to get, get rid of because the, the Jacks have really struggled. Against the pass themselves, but yes, both of them together, I still got to go with with Trevor Lawrence. I got to go with the, the pedigree, the the Goldie locks, because Tampa struggled against the pass. Also, um, you factor in the fact that you know we're tied with the Jaguars, uh, we being the Coats for the AFC South right now. Um, knowing how things play out for us, usually it's Jaguars are going to have a good game, <laughs> so I'm going <laughs> to lean Trevor Lawrence here at 66. 600 if he's clear um but i don't i don't mind baker but let's let's talk about the let's talk about the wife uh of chris Gotland. like how'd that play out <laughs> no you you called it last week and and i you know it was like one of the things where i don't know that you can feed a guy after that you like to keep it in the locker room but i don't know she's got a lot of power i guess man 12 targets caught 10 155 yards his biggest game of the year after she you know complained about the fact that he was not hurt and that, you know, his his reps weren't down. It wasn't him. And all of a sudden, boom, there you go. He's he's right back involved. So maybe it was just for that week or maybe they keep him involved. But um, obviously it's him or, or Mike Evans. Those are the two um, that, that Baker's going to target. It had been Mike Evans up to this point. And, you know, Mike Evans still got in the end zone. Uh, but he's kind of been a little bit more pedestrian these last two weeks and, and got one starting to come aboard. So if you're going to play one, $1,400, you're saving on got one. Uh, double-digit targets two weeks in a row. Uh, what's to say that's going to stop? So I don't mind Gotland at 6,200, um, even if it's just a bring back on the the side of, of Trevor Lawrence and, and one of his pass catchers there, which seems like it's going to be Ridley, right? Because Jay be Jones got hurt. Yeah. So it's either Ridley or Ingram. Um, I don't see it being oh. Parker Washington. Uh, Jamal Agnew had one big play, but uh, his targets aren't really there, so – it has to be the the Ridley and Ingram show, I feel, this week. Well, I think it, it, Ridley gets 12 targets, gets 13 targets, but you don't get any DraftKings points for targets. <laughs> you got to catch it. You got to get in the end zone, this which you would have gotten in the end zone a little bit last week. It was kind of one of the things where it looked like it got robbed. Even after the uh, replay, it, got, it seemed like it got robbed. Yeah. But, I mean, he hasn't scored over 10 dra- – he hasn't scored over nine DraftKings points the last three weeks, Pierre. I know it, but I mean, look at Tampa. They they give it up through the air. I agree. Zay Jones hurt. Chris Kirk's out. There's no one else. Like Parker Washington, are you playing Parker Washington? If Zay Jones is out, I might want to play Parker Washington at 3,800. I might, but I'm probably not going to stack this game. I mean, I will in one of my 110 a dime lineups. I probably will, but. Uh, <laughs> I, I haven't seen enough out of Parker Washington to be able to trust him to be one of my three. He might be a salary saver, but that's it at best. Yeah, I think it's I think it's Ridley or Ingram, um, and then obviously it's it's Godwin or, or Evans. And whether you stack one side and run back with the other, I just feel like that's how it's gonna play out. And I don't I, I don't you. mind 
I don't mind taking a shot on, on Ridley if he's clearly the, the only guy they can throw to outside of Ingram. <laughs> but now here's the thing about Ridley. Ridley seems like he has done better whenever Zay Jones is in the game. And Zay yeah. Jones has been healthy the last two games. And I don't know what that opens up for Calvin Ridley. But when uh, Zay Jones is injured, Calvin Ridley just cannot even doesn't even get the targets. But that is, of course, with Christian Kirk. I, I, I probably lean Evan Ingram because uh, Calvin Ridley, I, I had him on, on one of my uh, <laughs> dynasty teams and he just burned me. Burned me. Yeah, last so time. you're I, scarred. You yeah, are I, scarred. I, so I, that's, but that's no, part of it. But Evan Ingram, since Kirk has been out, they've treated kind of like a wide receiver, especially the the first game. He had nine targets, 12 targets the second game, and then six targets last week. Uh, not not too bad at all. And I, it kept two weeks removed from a 32-point game for Evan Ingram. Yeah, um, there's a lot of good tight ends this week. So, I mean, I don't, I'm not a big fan of two tight ends, but you got a nine-game slate, so I could, I could see that being a possibility. So. I got to say, Kate Otten grades out really well as well. Uh, Jacksonville's given up 24 DraftKings points the last couple of weeks, two tight ends. So it's just, if you want a salary saver, 3,300, I, I got to mention him. Yeah, rightfully so. And if it's a shootout, do you play either DST? I think so. I mean, a lot of people get scared because they, they see the potential of shootouts, but that's what you want. You want games that, you know, quarterbacks are, are dropping back and, you know, forced to throw the ball because that's where, you know, your pick sixes are, your strip sacks. Um, even looking like last week, so the, the highest total was, what, Buffalo and Dallas. Um, the Bills were like 2,400. Yeah. If you would have played them, they were one of the top scoring defenses. Yep. At, what, I think they got like nine or ten points for, for 2,400 because they shut down. You know the, the the Cowboys' offense, but they were getting sacks and stuff on on Dak Prescott. So what's to say that can't happen for one of these teams? So yeah, I think they're they're still both defenses are in play. Also, Arizona at Chicago, forty four <laughs> point total. Bears are favored by four and a half points. Pierre and I'm going to tell you what I look for them thirty point bangers. We might be able to see a Justin Field forty point banger this game. Ooh, forty for Fields. We've I, seen him too. I like I like I like Fields this week. I can't say that I'm shocked. He's he's put up 50, I think, once or twice um, against Arizona. Again, these are two teams now that really aren't playing for anything. But you look at the the matchups; they're they're really good. And you know, Phil's is starting to use his legs a little bit more. It's a better matchup for DJ Moore, so he'll be able to hit his his top target. So yeah, I can I can see Fields obviously with Moore or Komet, or I can see Fields um, by himself. I won't say I can see him with the term I usually use. Because that would be a little awkward. But, yeah, I can, I can see playing Justin Fields this week. Naked. That's what you wanted <laughs> to say. That's what I wanted to <laughs> I, I also have – I was like, I can't say that. I got I to gotta go somewhere else here. Uh, the running back situation for the Chicago Bears is muddy at best. I think they all had six, tar- uh, six, six touches last week. I don't know if they got any. I, I just saw how many times they rushed the ball, and then I said, nope, I'm not going to do that, even though they grayed out really well, and I'm hoping that translates into a Justin Fields game and some really high running potential. And like you said, matching that up with the DJ Moore or a Cole Komet, I think that we could have that 40-point banger out of him. He's my slate breaker this week, and I'm, I hope that doesn't burn me. I mean, it's it's right there for the taking. Um, usually, when when Fields has a, a really good game, DJ Moore comes along with him. Um, and again, you had the the Browns last week, who were one of the top defenses on the road. Um, he still saw eight targets. He only caught four. Better matchup against Arizona uh, at home. We'll see how the the weather is in it's, Chicago. It's beautiful, beautiful. Is it? So I mean, yeah, yeah. You can go Moore and Fields, stack it up. Uh, bring it back with our guy McBride at tight end, and and there you go. That's a uh, quite the core right there. 
Bears have given up 18 DraftKings points, two tight ends, so that, that's potentially paying off there. And that's, you know, a tight end is not necessarily a McBride caliber each and every week. All right, so we're going there. I, I also don't mind the Bears defense, so I don't think that I would play Justin Fields naked. I think I'd play him with the Bears defense. Pierre, Dallas at Miami. Woo, 51 point total. Woo, we got a 50 point banger. Miami's favored, by, mm-hmm, Miami's favored by one and a half. Here, here's, the, here's my deal. All right, here's my deal. Dallas can't play like that two weeks in a row. We're talking about the Dallas Cowboys. We're talking about spectacular defense. They're not going to play like that two weeks in a row, are they? I don't know, man. Like, like neither one of these teams have beat anybody. That's the that's the story coming in. I think they're both like nine and one and ten and one against teams under five hundred, and they have like a win or 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 two between themselves with teams over five hundred. So now they're playing against each other. 51-point total. Yes, I expect the Cowboys to play better, but, I mean, what's that going to do? The only thing I think they beat was Philly at home. Um, they're not at home. They're on the road. You know, down in Miami. This is, this is tough. And it's going to be really hard to play any of these guys as the other piece yeah. of this. Like, look at the prices yep. on on Dak. Look at the price on C.D. Lamb. Um, obviously, we know Tyreek. We talked about him earlier. These guys aren't cheap. Um, and if they don't explode and go for like that 30 that you need, then they're they're not going to be worth paying up for. Here's the thing that scares me as well about this game right here. Um, I, nobody grades out really well. <laughs> it's, it's Miami <laughs> going against the Dallas defense and Dallas going against Miami defense. Well, Ferguson does. That's why I had him on my head. He had 19 DraftKings points. Miami yeah. Dolphins have led up to tight ends. Uh, Dallas has given up 29 DraftKings points the last couple of weeks to uh, running backs. But that you know, outside of that, I don't, I don't see anything. I'm just like, woo wee, here we go. Yeah, I don't. I want to pay know. up for the, the the studs. If I can't pay up for the studs, I might just, might just play the defenses and hope, you know, that they can get to that kind of like the Bills did when when you're looking at Miami, or you hope that you know Micah Parsons and the boys can maybe get to Tua, especially if Tyreek's out. So we we saw Tua have success. You know, with Tyreek out last week against the Jets, who were pretty solid defense. Can he do it again if Tyreek misses again against the Cowboys? That would be the the question. Um, and then the running game. You got to worry about the running game now. We just saw, yeah. like, James Cook, like, tear up the Cowboys. And we know, you know, McDaniels brings over that 49ers, you know, type of run scheme. Who can run the ball? You got Mostert at 7,300. You got A-Chain at 7,100. I think I lean Mostert. Everyone's been getting on A-Chan, you know, expecting him to boom, and it hasn't happened. Um, might be the time for it to boom, but otherwise, I think he just go Mostert because he's kind of in a, a touchdown race with McCaffrey that people aren't realizing. Like, they're both around 20 touchdowns right now. Um, again, McDaniels came from the 49ers. Uh, Mike McDaniel did, so maybe he's trying to get, you know, Mostert the, the touchdown crown as well. So keep that in mind. So... Moster might be the my favorite play on this slate um, outside of, of Tyreek if he plays. Okay. Not if on I'm good at, on this game, sorry. Oh, no, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if I'm going to play somebody, I may, I may bump it down to one of the Waddles or the Cooks of the world, you know, just to okay. get a piece of the action, especially the Cooks at 4,900. I know he didn't do anything last week. Seemed to be some kind of bug going through the locker room in Dallas, and I think that he was affected by sickness, if I'm not mistaken. So maybe a, a bounce back game for him at 4,900. We've seen him have flashes of almost getting to 20 DraftKings points for us. It'd just be one of those things. I, I if I if I was going to take a shot at it, 
if I want a little piece of this pie, it <laughs> might be Brandon Cooks, but I'd probably still rather lean Ferguson. Yeah, so Cooks is usually really good against like cover two. So if a team's playing zone, uh, that's when you tend to want to play Cooks. I don't have in front of me how often the Dolphins play zone, uh, but I would think they play some man, you know, with Jalen Ramsey and those guys down there now. Um, so I'd probably lean Ferguson out of those two based off what I assume the, the Dolphins um, kind of run from a, a defensive scheme standpoint. All right, Pierre, it's time to build us a lineup here. I'm, I'm uh, in, in a free game. I think I'll contest some either Guinness or we're playing. Uh, what's his name from the from the Green Bay Packers, whatever his name was. Uh, <laughs> the door. Oh, Clay Matthews, the DoorDash Challenge. I, we're we're playing one of these. Yes. But I want to make sure and tell a special thank you to all those players who are participating with us in that DraftKings contest that we did, I think, last week attached mm-hmm. to the uh, tweet that we put out for the show. And we appreciate everybody getting in there. All the new names that we we have and and listen new name people I, I can't name y'all because i don't know but we appreciate <laughs> you guys playing we appreciate all you old school people playing as well let me remind you of something coming up here very very shortly and that's the baby bowl playoffs if you love dfs if you love uh DraftKings kind of stuff you're gonna love the baby bowl and especially the baby bowl playoffs and being able to participate in that with all kinds of people from all over the industry that are way better at playing fantasy football than i am so you can't necessarily take their money but there are prizes there is actually activity involved in that and uh, you're going to be able to make a donation to charity as well with that so that it's wonderful time check out rob norton's tweet uh twitter handle is so i guess it's like twitter handle he'll have a pinned tweet up there really really shortly uh at norton 0723 i'll pin it over that the fi today with a little underscore twitter handle as well you can check out at loafing it and don't forget to follow it up with a pierre make sure you follow him at pwe 31 Pierre, we play the game each and every week. I think I've only gotten—I think I've only had two right this year, this entire <laughs> year. Um, I don't—you did not perk up at all when you talked about anybody other than Joe Flacco. So I, I gotta say Joe Flacco this week. I think I perked up more just because you—you you abandoned him. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna stick with your guys, and I'm—I'm I'm gonna go Fields here. Okay. At 7,100. I'm kind of torn. I'll let you guys, I'll let the listeners know. So the other guy that I was leaning towards is actually Nick Mullins to, to save salary. But I am going to go Fields at home. Um, we did mention something, which I, I'm kind of curious to get your thoughts on real quick, Wes. Mm-hmm. Uh, reports are Luke Getzey's gone after yes. the season. How do you think that's going to play a part in the, the game calling come Sunday? Uh, well, I, 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 I've seen the Bears players run to Justin Fields' defense. Over the last couple of weeks in interviews and everything. And they're like, Justin's our guy. Justin's our guy. So that's why I kind of got that feeling that Justin Fields is going to have that big, huge game just so that people, the players can say, see, I told you. Yeah, I I agree there. I'm just curious how, how Getsky may, may play, may call the game knowing that he's on the way out. But yeah, I'm going Fields and I'm going to get unique because I'm not going DJ Moore, which, you know, shame on me. Once he goes off, I'm going Darnell Mooney. At 3,300, after he dropped that Hail Mary that that really could have won the game, kept him in the playoffs. He's seeing good targets here. We didn't talk about it when we talked about this game. But seven, eight targets last two weeks. So give me Mooney as a cheap salary saver to go with Fields. Uh, I'm going to go Chuba Hubbard at 5,700 against the Packers there. I'm going to go to B. John. I'm sure I'll regret it. But give me B. John Robinson against the Colts there at 6,300. I will get Justin Jefferson in there. Since I'm not playing Mullins, uh, really good price for Justin Jefferson at 8100 Give me Garrett Wilson uh, at $5,800 uh, for the Jets there. I'm going to do what I don't like to do. That's double tight ends. Give me Njoku 
um, at tight end. Give me Evan Ingram at the flex for 5,400. And I'll close it out with the Dolphins to get a part of this high-scoring game on the defensive side <laughs> at 2,700. So Justin Fields, Chuba Hubbard, B. John Robinson, Justin Jefferson, Darnell Moody, Garrett Wilson, David Njoku, Evan Ingram, Dolphins, D. You have no idea how many of those players I'm playing this week. I am playing so <laughs> many of those players. that, it, And I love the Darnell Mooney thing because I thought about the, I don't want to say revenge touchdown, but ever, man, yes, I love it. I love it doesn't it. take much. It doesn't take much. Good job, Pierre. Thank you so much. Hey, everybody, have a good Christmas. Pierre, tell them have a good Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Thanks for your listeners. Enjoy your family. Enjoy yourselves. Remember the reason for the season. That's true. We'll hopefully talk to you next week.